Hello, you beautiful people. Welcome to the MatchNet Podcast. This is the only podcast for single folks just like you who are trying to figure out how to get matched and blessed, how to figure out this matching and blessing thing, and most of all, how to be the right person before you find the right person. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about that exactly, which is what is the difference between being the right person and finding the right person? Because we have made some very bold statements. I personally have made <laughs> many bold statements over the last 10 years now that I've been helping uh, individuals go through the matching process um, and create stellar blessings and all the ups and downs that come with that. And the main thing that I am constantly going back to and is kind of my ever ever growing uphill battle in my life and my mission i feel is how to help individuals become a marriageable person before they try to find a marriageable person before they try to find mrs or mr right how do i become mr or mrs right how do we become the right person and the reason this is challenging is because we tend to first think about who is the right who is the right person who is the best person and we think about you know what is a marriageable person in my eyes generally speaking when you ask somebody who would they like to marry the first thing we think about is not the internal the first thing we think about usually is something more external something more superficial and that's generally and this is not just a thing in our movement this is not just a, a religious thing this is a worldwide societal phenomenon is that when we look for a spouse we tend to look for who is the most beautiful attractive handsome makes the most money, most educated, most charismatic person out there. But if everyone did that, do you know what would happen to our society and our world? No one would get married. No one would get in a relationship. And that's exactly what's happening right now. And, and because simply that doesn't work because the the standard out there, the princess and prince, prince charming out there uh, doesn't exist, right? So this is why I keep going back to this point, right? Is that if you invest in yourself if you work on your character your individual integrity your responsibility your level of ownership if you invest in yourself your relationship with god and your understanding of the blessing if you do all that the promise that we're making is that your marriage will be better your blessing will be better and that's pretty obvious if you think about it and i'm going to explain why that is but also I'm claiming that you finding a spouse will be easier for you. Now, that is a very bold statement, I think, to make. That if you work on yourself, invest in yourself, and become the right person, then finding the right person does become easier. Okay, so let's go back to the first point. This one is easier to explain for people and for people to understand. If you invest in yourself, your marriage will be better. Why? Because the, the fundamental definition of a successful relationship is the ability to work on yourself and not to try to fix the other. is the ability to take ownership of your flaws and take ownership responsibility for your decisions and not to blame other people for your unhappiness or your shortcomings. That's the definition of a successful person in a relationship and marriage. So by definition, if you create, uh, develop the ability and the muscle to work on yourself, to constantly through all the ups and downs, regardless of where you are right now in your in your life, in your situation with school, with work, with relationships, with your parents, with finding a, a matching partner, you might have been through matching process already, or been blessed, or or you know all kinds of situations we have in our lives. Regardless of all of that, if you are able to learn from that experience, grow from that experience, and say, at the end of the day, I am a better person, I am a more loving person, and I'm a growing person, and I most importantly. I think I am able to resemble God more in my life. And if you can say that, then you are doing exactly what 
you can do, but maybe what you're supposed to do in your life. So that's the basic uh, fundamental qualification and quality of someone with a successful marriage is are you able to, through the ups and downs, grow from it? Are you able to look in the mirror and say, I'm a better person? Are you able to to not blame, but to take responsibility, right? And so that's why if you're a person of that of that quality, if you're a person of that character, then your marriage will be more successful. And that's why we emphasize so much on working on yourself, investing yourself, okay? But also on the other side, does it become easier to find a spouse if you uh, are more responsible, mature yourself? So let's take a moment to define what it means to be ready for a relationship. I think we can go a lot of directions in this podcast. Um, the definition of being ready for the blessing is something that's probably beyond beyond me. Um, I definitely was didn't feel I was ready for the blessing. It's it's perhaps something that you're never really ready for. I would say that more important than being ready is are you willing to be in a relationship? Are you willing to grow, to learn? Are you willing to to love? Are you willing to put down your guard and be vulnerable in a relationship? Are you willing to expose yourself in all the darkness? Are you willing? So not am I ready? I don't think uh, am I ready is the right question. But there is something that um, I do think is really an important quality to have when discussing the question of am I ready? And that is simply this. How connected am I with God? Okay, so how connected am I with God? What is my relationship with God? Now I'm saying this uh, with the backdrop and understanding that the blessing is an eternal spiritual commitment. It is something that without God, without spirituality, doesn't make much sense if you think about it. It's really just a ceremony. So I would say that that is one of the most fundamental qualities um, of someone that's ready, truly ready to be in a relationship, is someone that understands their relationship with God, but most importantly, understands that they are, you are a child of God. You are a son or daughter of God. And this comes up over and over and over, I promise you, and again, with matching candidates who are going through the matching process and looking for potential matching partners, is people who can really, really, truly identify how they are a child of God and see their own unique God-given qualities and unique God-given gifts in their selves and their character, then they are able to see those qualities in other people more easily. Does that make sense? And it's like something that keeps coming up over and over is people are having a hard time, honestly, like being able to see uh, a, the person of the opposite gender, a man or a woman, as a child of God. You know, it's something we really emphasize a lot in our movement, in our faith, is how do you see everyone from God's viewpoint as God's child? And it's it's really not so complicated, if you think about it. It's not as complicated as, you know, doing some crazy condition or, <laughs> or you know, doing a weird thing or whatnot, some things that I've heard. It's really simply this. It's really just how much do I see myself as God's child? Because by definition, if I'm a child, a child of God, then everyone around me is my sibling, right? Everyone around me is also God's child. And I talk often about a really good uh, friend of mine who I helped for many years through the matching process, maybe four years or five years or something. And he was really going all over um, in his faith. And he, he was really trying to figure out what he believed in, what the blessing was. And he was in matching processes with people from all over the world, including 
you know, Philippines and Europe and Africa and anyways, all kinds of places. And then finally, you know, we talked about it and, and he reached out to, uh, we reached out to a family that was just really different from him and from his family. And I was like, I, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, it's like one of those <laughs> families where it's like, you know, they're just, you know, cause my friend is kind of, uh, you know, I told I told him I share this story, but he's kind of like um, a little bit, you know, short and, and skinny, and uh, uh, he's he's like not the type to like go after, you know, like the really um, kind of out there, outgoing woman, and and I was like, I don't think I don't think it'll work, but but he reached out to them, right, and because he was really kind of confident that it would be a good match, and and they talked, and and in the end, they were like, yeah, we don't think it'll work out, right. And that's what they came back with. And then, and then he was like, well, why not? You know, <laughs> that was his response. He's like, why not? I don't understand. You know, and this, the reason I'm sharing this is because this is a, a prime example of somebody who understands so much that he's a child of God. He understands so much, most importantly, what he offers to this relationship, what he offers the world, what his quality is. And he's shown his quality so much throughout his life and in so many different situations that he just knows when he goes into this relationship, he brings way more than you could possibly imagine. He's not a short, skinny guy. He is a giant with an enormous heart, with a heart of gold and the quality of a knight. And that's the kind of person that God sees in every single person. The question is not, how do I start seeing other people more and more as brothers and sisters? No, how do I see myself as more and more of a God-given person, a person born by God? And if that is really esoteric and, and, and spiritual for you, then you should probably try to figure out what God means to you. And if you try to figure out what God or true parents mean to you, or what the blessing and spiritual spirituality means to you, then understanding the blessing becomes easier. And I promise you, that finding someone becomes clearer. You know, we often think that there is like this uh, ultimate predestined spouse out there for us that we, if we just say the right thing and do the right thing and make the right, you know, and then we're all of a sudden we're we're petrified and paralyzed because we don't we're afraid to make decisions and we're afraid to just take a step. But I want to share a, uh, something that your father said in the God's Will in the World, the big red book. He shared a story of a matching process that he a matching ceremony that we, he was doing back back in the day, and he he was doing the matching ceremony like he usually does. And there was one brother, one guy who was just kind of bringing people from the airport to the matching uh, ceremony, just like taxiing people back and forth. He wasn't part of the ceremony; he was just taxiing people. He was a staff member, right? So he was volunteering his time during the matching ceremony to bring people to the matching ceremony for two, two parents to match them. And your father stopped him when he, he came in to drop some people off. He stopped him. He said, you, you're ready for matching and blessing. You're ready. And of course, he was like, what? I'm, I'm, not, even, <laughs> I'm not even in this thing. I'm just taxing people. He was like, no, you're ready. And then he went on to share that, that his point that he wanted to make was, you don't know when you're ready. You sh he specifically said you shouldn't anticipate the moment of your blessing, the moment of your, your the, f the, f the fruition of your relationship. You shouldn't anticipate it, but you should invest in yourself and you should work hard. And the more you do that, the more ready you'll become and it'll come naturally, right? So I took that really to heart uh, when I was preparing for matching and blessing and I hope it's helpful for you. Um, I know it's really 
um, it's kind of one of those things where like, ah, you know, maybe for some people, but it, does it really work? Like if I really just do, you know, work on my, my sexual integrity and my porn habits and, and my relationship, all this stuff that Benji talks about <laughs> and, and my relationship with my parents and relationship with other people and the opposite gender and blah, 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 and do okay and do morning, if I do all that, will it actually help me find somebody? Uh, that's a bigger question. If will it help you be a better person and be a better spouse? Absolutely, 100%. Will it help you find someone? Yeah, I believe it will. Because I think that the thing that is limiting maybe 80% of the people I talk to, quite frankly, the thing that is limiting most people is a misconception of what love is, about what relationship, what marriage is, what the blessing is. And that's no one's fault. That is, that is honestly a result of of years and years and decades of of us ro- growing up in a culture and society that values certain things over things that are more important, like how tall people are, what language they speak, what country they're from, what color their skin is, how long their hair is, how tall they are, how short, what age they are. Did we say those? Anyways, you, you get my point. What color their eyes are, what education do they have? There are some people I talk to quite frankly and frequently that they're well into their 30s, they are illusioned, disillusioned in thinking that they are somehow above the rest of everyone in terms of their education or their financial status or their their you know language abilities or whatever. And I asked them like, okay, what do you need? What what do you what are you missing? And and one guy was like, I have a big ego. I was like, yeah, you do have a big ego. <laughs> You're a big ego is keeping you from being in a relationship because every single person that you have an opportunity to have a conversation with about the matching, you say no to because they're not good enough for you. Because they don't meet your standard of, of what um, attractiveness is in a relationship. Or they don't meet your standard, the Instagram standard, as I call it, of what an ideal spouse should be like. And it's just ego. And if we can exclude that ego from the conversation of matching blessing, all we're left with, quite frankly, is can this, you know, can we create a God-centered relationship with, can I, with this person? Can I create a relationship where we are constantly growing together and having given, taking, and, and, and talking about our relationship and getting better and raising a family together and we're growing our love? If you're doing all that, my friend, then you're on the right, right path. So the matching and blessing doesn't have to be something as complicated as all the stars are lining up and all the traffic lights of life are green and... <laughs> But really, it's just a matter of investing in what you can right now, what you can do right now. And if you can do that, the more you do that, the more easy it will be for you in the long run to create a very smashing blessing. And I've mentioned a few times of individuals that um, honestly, you know, just, you know, I've been doing this for, I, I think, many years. So I can get kind of frustrated with talking with the same kind of individuals who are just kind of stuck because they're kind of... Uh, unable to to see past that 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 not ego but also that the standard that cultural influence i would say societal influence of what's influencing their preferences or what's interesting for them the guy that i mentioned before the that i was talking about my friend that i was talking about i asked him later after after he was blessed you know like well did you have any preferences and he was like yeah i did um my biggest preference was i wanted someone who who had kind of the same spiritual maturity as me the same spiritual understanding. And I was like, you know what? That's a good preference to have. <laughs> you know, of, of the other things you could have preference of. That was really the only thing. 
And I, you know, I was like, you know, that's, that's a more of an internal preference. That's an internal thing. That's not an external. That's not a superficial thing. And I think that those are okay. Those are things that are worth looking into and talking about, right? But I just want to conclude this episode by saying, you know, regardless of what you decide and where you are right now, um, I do believe that God is supporting you and guiding you. I do believe that there is a God inside of you that is trying to maybe nudge you in the right direction to, to take a step, to take an action. And whatever that action might be is different depending on who you are. I'm not going to sit here on the podcast and tell you that you should get matched right now. You should be in a relationship regardless of how old you are. But maybe the first thing you need to do is work on a relationship with uh, somebody in your life, with a parent. Maybe you have a dad or a mom that you have been meaning to kind of have more conversations with, but you just haven't been able to start that conversation because it's a little bit awkward and you don't know, you know, you don't want to say, hey, dad, can we go on a walk or something? You know, but maybe what you can do is just tell your mom or dad that you want to start a um make a habit of going on a walk or to a restaurant once a month or something or talking on the phone once a month and just make it a thing that you do. Or maybe what you need to work on is a bad habit or a limited mindset or a behavior or an addiction, um, food, diet, exercise, pornography, masturbation, sexual integrity, drugs, alcohol, all of that good stuff, you know? We, we kind of feel like... Um, once we're to a certain place or once we're in a relationship, once the new year comes or once it's my birthday or once I move to another country or to a new state <laughs> or once I have kids, then I'll be able to work on this thing because then it won't be an issue, right? Man, I, I can't wish, I wish I could tell you how many times I told myself that, honestly, um, especially regarding things like sexual integrity, pornography. This is extremely common because I work a lot with High Noon and, and, uh, uh, have groups of, of people struggle with porn, it's a really common thing people say is once I have XYZ or am in this situation, then I'll be able to quit. And this applies to every habit that you have, regardless of what it is, because the reason we take those habits with us is because it's a habit. Because by definition, it's going to stay with you regardless if you want it or not. It's not something that disappears overnight. That's what a habit is. So I want to just um, leave you with that opportunity, um, action step, if you will, to write down or talk with somebody. What is something that you can do today, not tomorrow, today, not next week, today, right now? What is something that you can start, something that you can work on? What is the next step? Maybe you do feel like you're ready for to find someone and actually put yourself out there. Go on a website. Go on one of the matching websites. I think that's, you know, they're really, truly underrated and underutilized. You know, they might not be perfect technologically, like uh, match.com or or whatever, Tinder or whatever, but for what they are, they do produce a lot of success. They do produce a lot of wonderful couples, and I can, I can testify to that. So put yourself out there. Don't be afraid of failure, you know. Fear is another huge thing that we talk a lot about. Don't be afraid of failure. And also don't be afraid of looking like a failure, <laughs> like that ego that I talked about before. Don't be afraid of being being seen on a matching website because of your friends you know, on there or something. You know, that's, that's like, come on. In the grand scheme of life and the universe and world and spirit world and eternal life, it's such a small thing to consider. So um, just, just do it. Do whatever you need to do. Get that snowball rolling. Anywho, everyone, I love you guys so much. This is why I'm talking like this. I am not trying to be brash or <laughs> blunt or anything. I, I'm just, I, I know that this is such a real topic for people. 
is how do you actually get to a place where you can be the right person and then find the right person. So if you find this uh, inspiring or encouraging at all, I'd love to know your thoughts or if you thought it was BS (laughs) or just garbage. You can let me know that too. Maybe. I don't know. I might not respond. <laughs> Anyways, uh, also, if you have any questions about for us to answer right here on the podcast, go to podcast, uh, sorry, go to matchnet.us slash podcast, matchnet.us slash podcast. You can ask us a question and we'll get to the to on the podcast. It's a really good way to engage with us. And um, that's all I have. You can join MatchNet if you want. The MatchNet program is a systematic way to learn about the matching process and actual t- actually take steps in getting educated and also um, figuring out what this matching process is all about. And that's the absolute best way to get started. All right, check it out. God bless you all. We love you. Take care.